0: Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Night Shadows, Detective Louis Martelli, NYPD, mystery thriller series, written by Theodore Jerome Cohen. A mystery thriller you can't put down. When a wealthy Wall Street commodity futures trader is found dead in his townhouse of an apparent drug overdose, Deputy Coroner Michael Antonetti, NYPD, is suspicious. Antonetti tells Detective Louis Martelli he suspects what appears to be a suicide may, in fact, be murder. After a similar case is discovered involving a former friend of the Wall Street trader who played on the same high school football team almost 20 years earlier, Martelli is convinced he is dealing with someone bent on revenge. But the two teammates who ostensibly committed suicide were part of an elite three-man squad known as the Flying Horsemen. This convinces Martelli there will be a third victim. But who might it be? And could the killings have anything to do with the rape and suicide of some of the men's former high school classmates? The answers will be found in this mystery thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat until the very end. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Night Shadows.
1: One. Deputy Coroner Michael Antonetti had just finished making a deep Y-shaped incision in Trent Morrison's chest, shoulder to shoulder, meeting at the breastbone and extending down to the pubic bone, and was about to peel back the skin... "'muscle and soft tissue using a scalpel "'when he heard the distinctive footsteps "'of NYPD detective investigator Louis Martelli behind him. "'Ah, Louis, how good of you to come so quickly. "'I think you'll find this interesting.' "'Antonetti never looked up "'as he pulled the chest flap over Morrison's face. "'With the ribcage and neck muscles exposed, "'he cut the sides of the man's ribcage.' Martelli, now standing to the left of his old friend, nodded hello to Antonetti's assistant, Latanya Williams. "Well, you said it was important, Michael." Antonetti, focused on removing the soft tissue behind the chest plate, muttered something unintelligible, which Martelli took either as affirmation of the situation's importance or a mild expletive, while waiting for the coroner to finish preparing the chest cavity for organ extraction. Martelli grabbed the manila folder at the head of the cadaver dissection table and began reviewing Morrison's file. Hey, this is the guy they found in Tribeca yesterday morning. I read about it in the Times. He overdosed on heroin and alcohol. (laughs) No wonder I smelled booze when I got close to the body. One and the same, Lewis. Meet Mr. Trent Morrison, commodity futures trader, in his mid-thirties, single, living the high life. Perhaps a little too high? His housekeeper found him when she came to work around 8 a.m. The guy was still sitting on the couch in his living room on the third floor with music playing on a stereo and a half-empty glass of wine on the coffee table. Antonetti reached into Morrison's chest cavity. After opening the pulmonary artery to search for a blood clot, he systematically removed first the heart, which he handed to Williams for Wayne, and then the lungs, first the left and then the right, which she also weighed. After Wayne, Williams set each organ aside in its own stainless steel bowl. When she and Dr. Antonetti were finished at the autopsy table, she would prepare tissue samples of the organs for shipment to the pathologist. Martelli shrugged. So, the guy overdosed. I see it all the time. Rich, poor, makes no difference. Drugs are an equal-opportunity killer. This case looks open and shut." From what I read in the newspaper this morning, the housekeeper said the door to the townhouse was locked when she arrived and there were no signs of forced entry. What's the problem? Everything you said is correct, Louis. I can tell you as well, there appeared to be no signs a third party was in the apartment with him when he died. I was at the townhouse yesterday morning with a black and white that responded to the call. Everything points to the man having been alone when he overdosed. But, Martelli raised his eyebrows, Uh oh I don't like the sound of this. "'But some things don't add up. "'Such as? "'The needle was found stuck in his right arm, "'yet Morrison is right-handed. "'He wore his watch on his left wrist. "'I would have expected him to have used his right hand "'to inject himself in his left arm. "'And something else I found strange, Lewis. "'What's that?' "'He wasn't a user. "'At least he currently wasn't mainlining heroin. "'There are no other fresh needle marks on either arm. "'I also found it interesting.' Antonetti stopped talking momentarily while he placed Morrison's liver in William's hands. He continued, I found it interesting his arm wasn't tied off where I'd expect it to be. What do you mean? Oh, well, the needle was found in his upper forearm. In that case, the arm should have been tied off just above the elbow, but the tunicate on Morrison's arm was found below his elbow. Martelli examined Morrison's right arm. The tie-off and injection sites were still clearly visible. "'Maybe he was too drunk to know what he was doing.' "'I doubt it. "'From what I read in the newspapers, "'Morrison was a former addict. "'Records, and God knows how the newspapers got a hold of him. "'Show he was found using drugs as a teenager "'and spent two months in rehab. "'He started using again some years ago "'and spent four months in a drug treatment center "'in Albany in 2010. "'I found traces of old meter marks on his body, "'mostly on his left arm and left leg. "'None was fresh.' Frankly, I don't think he'd been using since he was released from rehab in Albany. If you want my opinion, the man consumed a large quantity of alcohol sometime late yesterday, and someone injected heroin into his system after he passed out. The alcohol exacerbated the heroin's effect on his central nervous system, slowing the functions that regulated his heart rate and breathing. He died almost instantly after he was injected. About what time did you place his death? From his body temperature, 10 p.m., give it take an hour? Martelli stroked his chin. So you're saying this is a homicide? I'm saying his death is suspicious. I'm certainly not ready to rule out the possibility it was accidental, and most likely the result of a drug overdose. But we need to know considerably more about the events leading up to his death and the discovery of his body before I'll be ready to sign his death certificate... Antonetti proceeded to cut Morrison's kidneys from his chest cavity. He handed them to Williams for Wayne and the preparation of tissue samples for the pathologist. Next he removed the man's stomach and intestines, which he spent little time examining, given his knowledge about the cause and time of death. Williams also took these organs for Wayne and subsequent dissection. With work on the body cavity completed, Antonetti and Williams turned their attention to the victim's head. Donning a face shield and after asking Martelli to step back, the coroner deftly used a striker saw to open the man's skull, facilitating the extraction of the brain. Antonetti then severed the brain's connection to the cranial nerves and spinal cord before lifting the organ from the skull and handing it to Williams. She in turn placed it in a large container of formalin for preservation. Martelli watched intently. He was continually fascinated by how Antonetti and his colleagues were able to determine what they did from the remains of the deceased and other evidence found on the body, even after days or weeks, if not years, had passed between the time of death and the performance of the autopsy. "'I think we're just about finished here for the time being,' announced Antonetti. "'We still have a ton of work to do on the dissection table, but we'll get to that in short order. Latonya, would you please close the body while I talk with Louis?' The two men walked to Antonetti's cluttered desk and sat. Antonetti was about to speak when Williams called out, I think you better see this, Dr. Antonetti. She held up a round, tarnished object in her gloved right hand. It was a coin.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Night Shadows. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.